Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We coming to H time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. You're on Sports Radio 610. Thank you. Was my mic off that whole time, Ben? Oh, okay. It's going to be that kind of day, I guess. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday. Happy Football Friday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. We are with you till 10 a.m. this morning, and there's a lot of stuff to get to today, man. Yesterday was a uh, busy, busy, busy afternoon. Uh, The head coaching, first brick to fall out of the wall in the head coaching carousel uh, happened yesterday. Astros got a new GM. There's smoke around D'Amico Ryans. I'm Sean Pendergast. He's oh, Seth yeah. Payne. Good morning, Seth. Yeah, Denver, Denver is going through, um, you know, a well-described phenomenon uh, on this show, which is the aging beauty queen uh, conundrum, where people have to realize like they're not as pretty as they once were. Mm-hmm. And Denver now is uh, realizing, oh, Sean Payton's passing on us, or Denver's passing on Sean Payton. Who knows? Uh, but no, D'Amico Ryan's surely... Surely D'Amico Ryans would never choose the Houston Texans over us. We won. We had a winning season seven years ago. That's what the Denver Broncos are saying. They really, they, they can't, they don't understand that they are not a sought-after destination right now because of the losing seasons they've had, which is no big deal. It's not like they've been 2-14 and 14 or 2-13 and 13 every year or 2-15 and uh, 15 every year. But they, they have an awful quarterback who's owed a lot of money. Yeah. It's really bad. They had an aging beauty queen thing going on already going into last season. And yeah. they went out and got a horribly botched boob job named Russell Wilson. They thought they yeah. were getting fixed up. They thought they were getting a, a tweak here and a tweak there. And they were going to look like brand new again. Mm-hmm. And instead, one boob is up here near the clavicle. The other one's yeah. hanging around near the abdomen. Oh. Yeah. They, 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 the 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 uh, the the facial work that they got done looks like uh, looks like a, a Jerry Jones mask. The you know? the plastic surgeon they went to decided they were going to be a pioneer right. and uh, establish a whole new era of beauty and a whole new standard. So they added a third nipple. 
and it's yeah. uh, it's not it's not going well. The other thing too is I get a little tired too of when I'll point out that well look the Broncos don't have nearly the draft picks that the Texans do. Uh, or I'll say the, the worst is if I make the mistake of saying they don't have any draft picks. I'll say they have a first round pick. Right. I'm like, yeah, they, they're twenty, they're thirtieth. They have a thirtieth overall first all, uh, a thirtieth pick. pick in the first round. Yeah. Um, for a team that was as bad as they were, you should be better than that. But you traded away any chance at that because you traded for for Russell Stinkin Wilson. Yep, yep. Seattle's got their yeah. pick. Their pick is the fifth overall, and Seattle owns that pick. So yeah, there's that was uh, that was the source of a lot of stress for Texan fans that I interact with yesterday. I was getting I was getting a lot of screen grabs sent to me in DMs and on my phone of the Benjamin Albright tweet. Benjamin Albright, an NFL writer who's based out of Denver, yeah. so it would stand to reason he's got some some Denver sources that may feel a certain kind of way about D'Amico Ryan's. You know, we've we've got sources here in Houston on how things are going on the Texans' end with D'Amico Ryan's. Things seem to be yeah. going pretty well on that front right now with the Texans. And D'Amico Ryans and the Texans are going to look at a bunch of candidates still here second time around. Uh, they already have uh, Mike Kafka and Ijero Ivero. Uh, is, uh, they, they've both done second interviews um, with the Texans. You mentioned, I think you did, Colin Cowherd, uh, who is the mouthpiece for Sean Payton. This is appropriate audio because I think it lays out uh, what Seth was just saying about the Denver Broncos job, but this is just funny to me because Denver had been reported earlier this week as, uh, well, they're getting ready to make an offer to Sean Payton, and that seems to have died down because Sean Payton is getting second interviews from nobody. Hell, Carolina's moved on. They hired Frank Reich. That was yeah, thought to be yeah. a landing spot for Sean they said, Payton. They said, Screw "Take it. your absurd demands and get the hell out of here." This is a, Frank Reich is a guy who put up respectable performances with a hodgepodge of various broken down quarterbacks yeah. over the course of four years, well, three years, and um, and and you know versus Sean Payton who wants twenty five million a year for having been the uh, riding along in the sidecar to Drew Brees. Yeah. Forever. yeah. So Carolina moved on. Here was Colin Cowherd yesterday. Noted mouthpiece for Sean Payton, basically saying, "Oh no, Sean! If you listen to well, it, you got to remember, Coward was the one that was talking about how Denver was just like, yeah, the, this is the destination. The owners know what they're doing because they're rich, apparently. Well, and uh, like, why? Why would you go with some place that's as stupid as Houston when you've got Denver there?" He also said that this is where Sean should want to go. Because Denver is a blue blood franchise, and if it doesn't work out there or you want to leave it after a few years, you can easily get back into TV. Look at Fox. Yeah. Fox has Michael Strahan, New York Giants, Jimmy Johnson, Dallas Cowboys, yeah. Troy Aikman, Dallas Cowboys. So, so keep in mind, the Denver job was, was Valhalla. It was, it was utopia for Sean Payton, yeah. according to Cowherd, like a week ago. Now, here's Cowherd on the Denver job. I think Sean now, I believe he should take a year off. I think like the next job for Phil Jackson, Phil's obviously a brilliant guy. Sean's a brilliant guy. There's all these warning signs with the Broncos, draft capital issues, salary cap, O-line issues, Russell's self-awareness issues. Is he washed? New owners, rich, but you don't know much about him. The GM now is semi-powerless. Okay, I mean, no, he, those are all valid reasons not to take the Denver job. The problem was that very same person who is a yeah. mouthpiece for one of the candidates was saying yeah. how awesome the Denver job was a week ago. And, and then the funniest thing was um, 
in the lead up to that, he was making the analogy of Phil Jackson going to the Knicks and how yeah. when you make decisions based on money, it doesn't work out usually. You got to take everything into account. Just because somebody's offering you those mo- the most money doesn't mean you should take it. Colin neglected to mention the other part of that scenario, which is that Phil Jackson wanted to be a part time employee. Like he yeah. he wanted to be able to go back and forth between his two loves, the New York Knickerbockers and Jenny Bus. Jenny Bus and. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was the dumbest thing ever. And so that's what Sean Payton is right here. Sean Payton is vacillating between being an actual NFL coach or working for Colin Coward. And it looks like he's going to choose to be Colin Coward's hussy for at least the next year. Is he? Is, is Payton the hussy or is Cowherd the hussy? I think they're both in it together. Yeah, they're, I mean, Cowherd a, seems to be carrying a lot of the water in this relationship. He's carrying a lot of water, but I feel like Coward's sending... Peyton out to do his bidding to just to get dirt on all these yeah, different maybe. franchises. Maybe, yeah. It's- Arizona's go to that Denver and tell me if there is beautiful. Mine isn't. I don't have an accurate Colin Coward impression. I do it as I feel his soul sounds like. <laughs> it's okay. I'll uh, send you to Denver. He's a 87-year-old cigar-smoking Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, Peyton's such a fraud. Like, honestly, I am so sick of Peyton. Peyton and Urban Meyer are the biggest frauds in football, they in my are. opinion. They are. They are like Peyton. Like, year after year after year, floating rumors out, probably. And I assume it was Peyton who was leaking rumors about him going to the Cowboys. That's the funniest thing about all this, is that this is, like, don't kid yourself. If Jerry Jones really wanted Sean Payton, McCarthy would be out. There's no reason not to fire McCarthy right now. Like, what on earth is the reason not to fire McCarthy? That dude was blaming the officials for his team sucking in the third quarter last week and and then blaming five assistant coaches. If you really wanted Sean Payton, you'd fire Mike McCarthy. Nobody wants Sean Payton. He wants $25 million a year. Nobody wants him. So he's going to stay at Fox and be a grumpy sourpuss on on television. He is. He is, and I, that's that's. I I felt really since this thing started unfolding uh, the, the last couple of weeks, I've I've thought Fox is the favorite for where Peyton would be working next year. I didn't. I thought. I thought though, Seth, this is where I was wrong. You thought he'd get an offer? Uh, uh, well, I thought I thought it would be Peyton. Uh, yes, in a way, maybe not an offer, but I thought there would be second interviews and interest in Peyton, and then eventually Peyton would take a look at these five jobs and go, you know what, these none of these are perfect. I'm going to wait for a job, and no job is ever perfect, but I'm going to wait for a better job than these five. Like I don't think Peyton, when Peyton made his plan to come back this year, I don't think he thought yeah. there would only be five jobs and it would be these five jobs. So I always thought it would be Peyton saying no. I think these five teams are saying no. I think they're looking at his act and going, we don't need this. I'd, I'd rather get a, a, a good young coordinator who's got the chance to be the next Sean Payton, you know, yeah, for a yeah, third I of the price. <laughs> he, uh, I think he very much has, he, he very much has that feel of a guy who's pretty full of himself for having accomplished what he accomplished in the NFL and doesn't – I don't think he feels like he needs to prove himself. I mean, like, honestly, I told you yesterday about how I feel like Coughlin still had a chip on his shoulder like he felt he needed to prove himself. Now, he hadn't won a Super Bowl yet right. before he had his retread job. I would say if Bill Belichick – if Bill Belichick was out, if he got – if he stepped away from the Patriots and spent a year out, he would come back with a different attitude than Sean Payton has had. Yes. It, it would not be – 
Bill Belichick acting like everybody would be lucky to have him. I think it would be a very serious affair. It wouldn't be this media circus that Sean Payton has made of it. Yeah. Screw that guy, man. Yep. Now, you're, if you're an NFL team and you want Sean Payton, you are a fraud. Yep. You don't actually care about winning. One two one five trailer wheel and frame text page real quick. Uh, yes. Since New Orleans wants first, boy, Ben's not even going to give me the hot key because we're over right now. Uh, oh. New Orleans wants the first round pick in addition, FOH. Yeah, that's the other thing. So yeah. you're telling me I got to give up first round picks to get this, you know, to get this in my building? Yeah. Screw that. Mickey Loomis. Mickey Loomis is over there in New Orleans. You're like, oh, jeez, now everybody's seeing what I've had to deal with yeah. for 15 years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And they don't want it. Uh. Speaking of GMs, the Astros, kind of out of nowhere yesterday. Yeah. Hi- hire a general manager. I like, I, I like this hire. We're going to hear from Dana Brown, the new Astros general manager. What is it that we like about him and his background? Why is this a great fit for where the Astros are right now in their window in their life cycle? That's next. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. We will circle back to the... Texans head coaching search a little later on this hour. Um, a lot of wrong opinions out there. I think there are two. I think there are two. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's get to the Astros here because this, this came out of nowhere yesterday. Like, I was I was texting back and forth with a couple buddies who were pretty plugged in with the Astros and were talking about the GM search and kind of speculating. Like, I don't wonder if they're even going to run with a GM this year. Maybe just, you know, it's kind of a well-oiled machine. They can probably roll for a year with this structure and really – take a step back, and if it's David Stearns that they want next year, they could probably do that. And literally, as I'm texting with them, a Berman, a Berman tweet comes down saying saying that uh, the Astros have hired Dana Brown to be their general manager. Like, wow. And there's a press conference at 2.30. Like, holy, yeah. it, it was 1 o'clock. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, and uh, we had all been... 
like the night before, it was just steady as she goes. No yeah. timeline for a hire. We're uh, we're just gonna you know interview multiple people. Right, so. right. Osmus's name had started to pop into the mix a little bit. Brad Osmus. Yeah, here yeah. was to wit. Here was Jim Crane. This is Tuesday night on the red carpet at the Houston Sports Awards being asked about a search for a new GM. We're still working on it. We'll, we'll take our time, get it right. Do you have a timeline? Yeah. Not really. We've interviewed a lot of people. Have you requested permission to interview David Stearns from the Brewers? I have not. You have not? Yeah. What are you looking for in a GM? A good one. What are you looking for in a GM? A good one. I agree with that criteria. Yeah. Um, so Dana they, Brown. Um, yeah, the one thing that came up, I think, a couple times – which felt a lot like things that Jeff Bagwell had said earlier in the offseason, which was there, there was very much an emphasis on the melding of the combining of old school scouting knowledge and new age analytics. Yeah. That, and, and that's the kind of organization I think the Astros, I think that's the organization they have been. They moved away from it under Luno to an extreme degree. And then with Click and over, the, over the last couple years they did start hiring more conventional quote-unquote conventional scouting types um or at least actual human beings yeah they they they, they're trying to be they're not trying to run everything by a computer model they're trying to get input from from both sides if it's accurate to say it that way and uh this feels very much like a guy that was simpatico with both bagwell and crane in that yeah absolutely so dana brown is the vp or was the vp of scouting for the the atlanta braves if you're just looking for the the resume part of this, you know, if you're not looking to do a total deep dive on Dana Brown, and we're going to hear from him here in just a second, um, just know that the top two finishers in the Rookie of the Year last year for the National League were guys he scouted for the Atlanta Braves, uh, yeah. Michael Harris and uh, and Strider, the pitcher. So, um, so he's done a good job there. He was. He was. Uh, I thought he did a good job at the press conference yesterday. He's college friends with Craig Biggio. Which mattered in this thing, Jim Crane brought that up yeah. in the in both, the well, uh, not not that they had, but just yeah, that uh, Craig's Biggio opinion mattered. Yeah, good rapport with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig, Seton Craig's Hall, a- which is like John Carroll University, is trying to become the Seton Hall yes. of uh, small universities that put out Major League Baseball That's right. front office talent, like they've done with uh, John Carroll was where Nick Casario and, and Josh um, McDaniels and Ziegler and Gannon's right. got a yeah, history Ziegler. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of guys. So Seton Hall hotbed, hotbed for it is. It's the cradle of future baseball executives. Yes. Yeah. Um, here's Dana Brown yesterday at the press conference on meeting Jim Crane. When I first met Crane, I know I was going in and talk to the owner, and uh, I, I saw a guy that was pretty humble. I was like, you know, he was talking about you know some of his struggles. You know that he had even like when he was in college. You know, I mean, we talked about him being as as a player. He's not afraid. Like he said, he'll pick up a piece of paper even though he's the owner. If it's if it's laying down on the ground, um, so there were some things about Crane, and I walked out and I said, you know what? He's a little high strung, but I'm from the Northeast. This is going to be a perfect storm right here. <laughs> <laughs> the look, Crane. I don't know if you only listened to the press conference. Yeah. I watched it. I was watching Crane during this whole answer, and he was pretty stone faced, so he didn't give anything up. I'm like, okay, 
he's referring to his bosses right out of the shoot as Crane. <laughs> you know, like we're the owner. A lot of people, the owner, it's Mister This or Mister That. You know, it's well. The thing about Crane <laughs> that was funny to me. Did he say Crane? I he did. He said Jim. No, oh, no, okay. he said right. Crane. Ben played just the, when the beginning. I first met Crane. I know I was going. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, that was just it was funny <laughs> to me. I, mean, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh my. He no, you didn't. Um, but it, that was funny to me. Um, and and then. Um, Jim Crane, every man, was my big takeaway. If, if he sees a piece of paper on the ground, if he sees litter, he picks it up. He was humble. Yeah. Talked about well, his that, struggles. It's funny because Crane, like, when he makes his public appearances, he, he speaks very kind of methodically and not with a lot of emotion or you know, like changing his tone all that much. Yeah. But then you get a, you get a sense uh, from behind the scenes that he's, he's a bit of a taskmaster. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. He, he holds – there's a different side to him as a manager, and, uh, but he just doesn't show that part of him publicly. And then especially just obviously ever since the being the better than everybody else scandal, I think there's a certain element of uh, control, institutional control that he wants to have over, the, over things that perhaps he didn't uh, – he wasn't as – uh, you know, involved daily as he was before. Yes. Or he, is, he hadn't been before as he is now. Yeah, right. No, it seems to be working. I mean, they're, they're the defending world champions. Here's Dana Brown on what Seth was talking about before, <clears throat> the melding of the scouting and the analytics. So I was trained by old-time scouts. I mean, we, we would go out and we would follow our instincts. And at the end of the day, you, you, realize, you, you realize that if you don't judge yourself, you're going to be judged. So if you start making mistakes, you got to try to find out, hey, where can we cut back on some of these mistakes? And, you know, analytics came in, and then there were some things about analytics that could help you narrow some of the mistakes you're making. I think analytics is a big part of it. I think it's a piece of the puzzle. We have a saying that you have to weigh all the evidence, and when you weigh all the evidence, you can uh, cut back on, on, on mistakes that's, that are made. All right, so good stuff there from uh, Dana Brown. So Dana Brown is your new – GM of the Astros. I'm really anxious to see how this whole thing works behind the scenes because Bagwell, he he hasn't met yet with any, or he probably has now, but prior to taking the job, the only people he was had access to were Jim Crane, Jeff Bagwell, and Reggie Jackson, it sounded like. So Bagwell and Reggie Jackson are still going to be heavily involved. This is going to be fun to watch how this whole thing gets, gets structured and played out. All right, um, we've got playoff football this weekend. Uh, two conference title games. This is about as tight a set of conference title games as we've seen. These are two games that are basically coin flippers. What are the biggest storylines heading into both of these games on Sunday? We'll circle back to some Astros, the Texans head coaching search at the top of the hour. Stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, we got playoff football. You'll be able to hear it right here on Sports Radio 610. San Francisco at Philly, early game, 2 o'clock kick, I believe, and then the late game, evening kick, 530, if I'm not mistaken. Cincinnati at Kansas City. These are two basically coin flip games. Eagles have settled in it as as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, so that's basically home field advantage, the difference there. And the the line on Kansas City and Cincinnati has fluctuated all week long, largely based on footage of Patrick Mahomes using both of his legs at various times. Yeah, <laughs> doing a mini hobble out of a press conference. Yeah, that uh, was I, I don't know. I'm I, it's obviously affecting him a little bit. I yeah. I, I would have gone the other route though. I think if I were Kansas City, don't you think the proper route would be to act like like he's hobbled, hobbled, like it's way worse yes, than it is? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Create some, uh, you know, maybe like uh, lure Cincinnati into having a more aggressive game plan maybe. than they might otherwise have. And it's all, it's one of those things, okay, does it matter, does it not? Um, who knows? But it's always worth, that's a minimal effort little ploy. It's just to have, have Mahomes wear a walking boot, make a couple yeah. comments. I would have him be a bad actor about how it doesn't hurt. Like, uh, if I were Pat Mahomes, oh. I'd get up there and I'd be like, no, no, I don't. You know what? It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. that people think it hurts. It doesn't hurt at all. Well. And, and people would see through that and say, like, he's obviously lying, you know, and uh, he's got the boot on and he's and then grimace as I would walk without limping, lim- limping, but very much grimace at the mm-hmm. time. And uh, and then float a couple rumors that perhaps I, I wasn't going to play at all. Yeah. Um, one of the things Mahomes is very good at being a bad actor. He's good at being a bad actor. Are you a fan of his commercials? His State Farm commercials and whatnot. No, yeah. I feel like Jake from State Farm really has to carry those things. Yes. And then that new guy, the equipment manager guy. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. With the guy of the mullet and the mustache who doesn't wash Mahomes' jersey. Yes. Jake from State Farm has made me completely forget who he replaced. I can't even remember. He, he replaced. Well, there was, a, there was a white Jake from State Farm at first, and then they changed him the- to this guy. Jake from, you know, it was like a doughy white Jake from State Farm, wasn't he? Yeah, and he wasn't like, nearly as prominent. Jake State, this he, Jake from State Farm looks like he could have played college ball or something. Yeah, he's in good shape. He's in good shape. Yeah. The first Jake from State Farm was just the guy who some customer was calling in the middle yeah. of the night and his wife caught him and like, hey, who are you on the phone with, honey? Uh, just Jake from State Farm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Give me that phone. Oh, hello, Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing? And he's like khakis <laughs> then, she sounds hideous yeah yeah, yeah the, she, the wife says she sounds hideous yes yes but then did right. that jake from state farm ever actually work with the athletes or no, they, no 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 then oh, they, okay. they yeah okay. yeah he did not he did not they uh and now that is your segment on the history of jake from state farm it's basically this generation's version of version of different strokes that's right that's right yeah. um so the storylines in each of these games i think look locally i think the big storyline with the first game, the NFC title game, is obviously all of these coaches that are involved. It's going to be a lot of fun if you're a Texans fan. I think I feel like the top three candidates to be the next Texans head coach, although Mike Kafka is making a big move up the board. He's down to 4-1. to one. 
as far as the odds go to be the Kafka next Texas. Is? The Kafka, really? your guy, your guy, your no juice Kafka is four to one right now to be the next Texans head coach. <laughs> Big move up the board. Um, he must be super super bright. Nothing better than a bright ass nerd. Nothing to, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing more inspiring <laughs> than a bookish play caller. Yes. If you're gonna give me a nerd, at least have him be McDaniel like. Okay? Right. Like McDaniel's the right kind of nerd. Give me some jokes. You know? um, yes. Steichen versus Ryan's Gannon versus Kyle Shanahan, who's obviously not a candidate for the Texans job. But I, I think it's, if you were doing a power ranking of offensive minds in football, Kyle Shanahan is at the top of the list. That's Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid are probably the two most, um, the probably the, the two most respected offensive minds in football. So Gannon, who is the betting favorite right now against yeah. the best. One of the best guys. And then the two guys, I'm more excited about the two guys going against each other. Steichen, play caller in Philly, versus D'Amico Ryans, the people's choice for Texans head coach. They And they both have uh, their work cut out for them mm-hmm. uh, in a big, big way. So um, I think that, I mean, well, I guess Steichen, Steichen has the advantage of what the hell do you do with Jalen Hurts? Um, you know, is that, okay, it's it's a classic example of all right. What if you do everything to stop the pass, they can crush you with the QB run game. Um, if you do everything to stop that, obviously you're weakened during the pass. I think that D'Amico has done some uh, very elegantly creative things this year that are harder to pull off than it looks when you start exchanging responsibilities um, and have some of your linebackers and safeties be responsible at times for covering a pretty large swath of real estate. Not everybody can pull that off, and, and you have to have the talent to do it, and the 49ers defense has the talent to do it. I think that they're going to be able to throw some wrinkles at Jalen Hurts that perhaps he hasn't seen or hasn't seen executed as well. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, Philly and their home field advantage, uh, you know, is not going to work in D'Amico's favor, obviously. I'm, I'm not trying to be impartial here at all. I yeah. want, uh, as much as I like Jalen Hurts, I want him to have a horrible, horrible game against D'Amico. But if you were, let's pretend for a second that the Texans were, were offering the job to the person whose unit performs the best in this game. Let's yeah. pretend that for a second. And you had to yeah. bet on it. Who do you think comes out of this? Which coordinator of the three, Steichen, D'Amico, Jonathan Gannon, which of the three comes out with the best performance on Sunday? I think the, if I had to handicap this, I think Gannon's going to have the best performance, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles versus the, the rookie Brock Purdy. Because it's yeah. uh, Purdy, was, Purdy was just fine last week versus the Cowboys, but if you look at the, what the Cowboys were able to do, especially with Micah Parsons, bringing heat the way he he was was they had to be very conservative and very careful and the emphasis had to be on not making mistakes and and, and still in the third quarter the 49ers just flat out broke the Cowboys the Cowboys wanted zero smoke on that third quarter drive when that that 91 yard touchdown drive by the end of it McCaffrey just waltzed right in i mean it was it was kind of sad and pathetic by by the Cowboys that I feel like McCarthy should have been fired on the spot right there. <laughs> and and Dan Quinn should have received no job offers yeah. because the they just looked like they quit. They yeah. just didn't want any of it. They were done. They were done. So I don't think that Gannon's defense quits as easily as the Cowboys defense did. <laughs> I hope and not. I, yeah. I don't think also I don't think they squat on that um on that Kittle route and get that defensive holding on third and nine for no good reason. Yeah. Negate a sack and end up 
turning a field goal into a touchdown. Um, as you've pointed out, too, the Eagles are a different team against the run than the one that came to NRG Stadium back in Week 9. Yeah. When they were and not the Texan, very good. <laughs> the Texans say, you're welcome. The yeah. Eagles went into Wake that up. game, and they'd, they'd had their struggles versus the run when uh, when their rookie nose tackler, Jordan, what's his face, Davis, yeah. had been out. Yeah. And, uh, and and the last straw, I, I believe, was, oh, wow, the Texans ran all over us. Uh, we got to go get some reinforcements. So they'd sign, uh, they signed two veteran defensive tackles, and they've been a lot better since then. Yep, Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph are the two guys that they signed. I, and I think that's, that's the other big storyline to me, Seth. You touched on it in your answer to the question of which coordinator you think is going to have the best game, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Brock Purdy's been an amazing story. Like it, 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 it's the other shoe has to drop on him at some point in the postseason. I would. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. There's he's been an amazing story. I don't think he has to turn into a a dud completely, but it's right now in the postseason they are running the the Kyle Shanahan model yeah. of like, all right, we're gonna run, run, run. We're gonna commit to the run. If you guys really need to stop the run, we're gonna kill you with the play action. Yeah. Um, the Eagles now have uh, a little conundrum of A.J. Brown versus Lenore, which is the weak cornerback for the 49ers. And that's the, that's the part that D'Amico Ryans has got to be concerned about, is that he desperately needs help from Bosa and the other pass rushers. It looks like a many who is going to play. So yes. a many who has been listed on the injury report with an oblique injury, but who also was arrested for <laughs> uh, allegedly roughing up his girlfriend. Right. So, they're going to let that legal process play out. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So he will be. Uh, uh, he'll be available. Yeah, yeah. So and the oblique apparently was uh, was was no big deal. If, yeah. Right. Um, if I'm if I'm connecting the dots here, it sounds like you are picking the Eagles in this game. Um. No, you're not. Okay. No, I'm picking the I'm picking the 49ers. Are you? What okay. is the spread right now? It's two and a half Eagles. Two and a half Eagles. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm picking the 49ers. I think that Gannon having a good performance. It doesn't mean that, that I, I, it, it can be a higher scoring game, I think, than okay. maybe people are expecting. Um, I, think I think there's a chance for explosivity out of both these teams. My guess is Texan fans, maybe I'll put up a poll today on this to this yep. effect. My guess is Texan fans are rooting for the Eagles based solely on making D'Amico Ryan's available ASAP to be hired. That's my mm. my hunch. If I if yeah, I had to guess. If you really want D'Amico, you got to keep the long game in mind and make it look you know, like man, okay, D'Amico is a resoundingly good choice. Yeah, the thing about the well, the thing about Gannon's defense that I don't know about right now, Sean, is just simply the Ayuk and Debo Samuel are just monsters versus zone defense in, like, over the middle. They just in Philadelphia, it, they like to they they prefer zone versus uh, in, instead of man. And Ayuk and Samuel, when you watch a 49ers game, it's just. <laughs> first down conversion after first down conversion of one of those two receivers catching the ball two yards short of the sticks over the middle and then dragging somebody for a first down. They're just, they're machines. They're just physical bullies there. And I think ultimately that ends up being a big difference in the game. Do you think Gannon could mix it up? I mean, he's got good corners. He's got Darius Slay. 
Bradbury's been really good for them this year. Do you think he can mix things up a little bit and man those guys up, or does he, he stick can, with what but gets it's not what they're It's not what they're comfortable doing, and I think that's eventually where they end up busting a big shot play or something. Yep. Um, and then so, there's Kittle, yeah. too. I mean, it's crazy. There's so Ki- then I guess, yeah, I mean, okay, let's see. So what did I say? Did I contradict myself? I said that I, I, I guess I'm kind of handicapping all of this when I say I think that I feel like D'Amico having a good performance versus the Eagles doesn't impress me or surprise me as much as Gannon having a, a solid defensive performance versus the 49ers okay. relative to having a rookie quarterback. I got you. I got you. Um, all right, Cincinnati and Kansas City. That game has fluctuated. The line got up to his – it started Kansas City 2.5, and, and then the Mahomes ankle news early in the week wasn't great, and it goes all the way to Cincinnati minus 2.5. And, and then you see footage of – Patrick Mahomes kind of just spryly hopping off the podium, and he's out of practice, chopping it up with teammates. Looks pretty good on the ankle. It has settled in at Kansas City minus one. So this is yeah. a coin flip game right now. Mahomes, <clears throat> Mahomes' ankle and the Cincinnati offensive line and how either of those impact the performance of the two quarterbacks in this game. To me, those are the two biggest storylines in this game. Okay, so... Uh, for one, Sean, I don't think the Cincinnati offensive line will affect Patrick Mahomes at all. So we have that off the table. But as far as I said how it affects the two quarterbacks in the I game. know, I know, I was oh. making a joke. God, um, if Kansas City does, I, I think that Kansas City is going to have a hard time doing what they did um, versus the Jaguars. The Jaguars are very bad versus tight ends, and they kind of just steadily fed the ball to Travis Kelsey over the middle. And, and churned out first downs. Cincinnati has shown already that they're pretty good at making it difficult for Travis Kelsey in a way that other teams try to but don't pull off. The, the Bengals mix things up and make it really hard to predict or figure out exactly how they're going to attack Travis Kelsey, which is one of the things that Cincinnati does to make to make Pat Mahomes double clutch the ball and need to maybe rely on a less uh, a less gimpy ankle than he has, so I think that ends up being a factor. The big concern I would have is that I think that 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 Bengals offensive line is not as good as they came off versus the Bills. That the snow is a huge factor in that yeah. game, and like the Bengals offensive line doesn't get to be a problem all year long, and then all of a sudden playing on an inch of snow on a slick field. They managed to look competent, and now people feel like, oh, it's fixed. They fixed it versus the Bills, apparently, and now they'll just be fine. So I don't, I don't feel super confident in that Bengals offensive line, but Burrow has managed his way through it before. So I am picking the Bengals in this game. You I think are? Pat Mahomes, yeah. I like the Bengals' defense, and um, I don't like Pat Mahomes' ankle. You, uh, well, I, the one thing I would say is that if there's a strength of what's a, largely a pretty average Kansas City defense – the strength is the interior of their defensive line. That's scary. If you've got yeah. Max Sharping as your right guard. Yeah, you know? and I know, listen, we've been getting texts all week about Max Sharping and how, look at how he did with the Bengals. L- listen to what I'm telling you, okay? <laughs> so, you're, a big, you're a big heifer in the snow, and the farmer's trying to push you. The farmer's going to, his feet are going to be slipping on the snow instead of the heifer moving, mm-hmm. Okay. But now when you, get the, when you get the farmer and you put some seven studs on him and, uh, and, the, and the heifer is on dried field turf, the heifer hasn't got a chance. Farmer's going farmer's gonna to grab it around the neck and uh, have its way with the heifer. Seth knows because he's in yeah. the farming community. Yeah. That's, you, you, you're, not a, 
Yeah. You're familiar with that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everybody settled down on all of a sudden the Bengals figuring out how to play football in the divisional round of the playoffs. So you've got both road teams going to the Super Bowl. You've got a Cincinnati-San Francisco Super Bowl then, it sounds like. Right? I thought I picked San Francisco. You did. That's what I said. The two road teams. San oh, Francisco. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I said Cincinnati yeah. and San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, 1761 on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Uh, is Steichen calling the plays in Philly and truly leading the offense? Isn't Sirianni also an offensive guy and in the room? Steichen calls the plays. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't really been any controversy or question over that. They've had read articles about it. Um, so I don't uh, – yeah, I, I, he's, he's the, the real deal there. Yeah. And also in uh, with the Chargers, when Herbert was rookie of the year, he was calling plays there as well. Yep. Um, trailer wheel and frame text page. Not saying Purdy is bad, but, not, but uh, – the Niners were winning in the playoffs when the QB did not throw for a TD. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Thank you, yeah. OJ, for sending yeah. that text in. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Steigen took over play calling duties midway through 2021. Okay. That was the deal. Okay. Yeah. And that's when, I mean, it's kind of a Ben Johnson situation in Detroit. I mean, that's kind of when Jalen Hurts really started to take off. You know, got them to the playoffs last yeah. year with a nice yeah. second half. And then uh, MVP candidate this year. Ben Johnson, yeah. the OC in Detroit, who... Has rehabilitated Jared Goff's career, and he was um, he was the play caller and uh, with the Chargers too. I just wanted to double check that. Gotcha. So, and he's always worked. I forgot he's worked with Philip Rivers too. So he's had um, yeah he, uh, he he's had a pretty broad experience for a guy. He's another one of these guys. Now all these guys are in their upper thirties look a lot younger than they actually are. Yeah. Uh, either that or I've just gotten old. So I I look at these guys as young guys, but they've actually had quite a bit of experience. Um, speaking of these games, Dan Orlovsky on. Uh, I believe it was on first take yesterday because Stephen A. and Stephen A. Smith and Molly Caram were the other two in the split screen shot. Orlovsky's become kind of the punching bag on ESPN, I think. We recall <clears throat> they all laughed at him for saying Carolina would be the perfect spot for Tom Brady last week. I got to take up for Orlovsky on this one. Orlovsky was talking about some of his relatives. Orlovsky lives in Philadelphia. He was talking about some of, I believe, his relatives coming down from Connecticut for the NFC title game to Philly. And they were asking him to get them a parking pass for the NFC title game. I, and they were, Stephen A., take a listen. Stephen A. and Molly Kieran were laughing at Orlovsky. I think they thought he was cheap or something. Well, I know the truth, Stephen A. So we're driving down. We live it's in so Connecticut, right? We're driving it's down. So and we got a, her family's going to come down and tailgate yeah. with us, her cousins. We got to get a parking pass. So I'm sitting there last night. I'm trying to find a parking pass for the lot. Dude, the parking pass is like $300. Oh my god! And so I sent out a text to yeah, some people. And- three hundred dollars to park. Dan. Yes. Uh, Dan. No I have championship a play- game. I have a yes. No. Dan, when you go to games in the movie theater, do you actually let your kids buy stuff, or do you do what my parents made me do, and we'd like go to the gas station first and hide it in our pockets? Nah, because I, I, as like I try to be, I try to be a, a rule follower, so my kids understand that there's a, that is a real part of life. I have oh. snuck stuff into the movie theater before, but uh, no, I let them. We share it, though, Miles. Like you ain't getting a whole bucket of popcorn yourself. You're not gonna eat it. We're gonna waste it. Um, um, this is why I'm I'm saying San Francisco's offense because I want to answer the question, Stephen A. I'm not paying three hundred dollars to park. That's outrageous. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay someone a hundred dollars to park for me. Three hundred bucks, dude. 
yeah. for a parking pass. Wait, how do you pay somebody a hundred dollars to park? I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I knew that was going to be the part you were going to pick. Well, at yeah, I, got, I was, I was all ready to go on defending Dan Orlovsky until the last part. Yeah, I would I, get that. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds way more baller, actually, right. than like than uh, paying three hundred dollars. A hundred bucks. Go find a parking spot and bring it back to me at the end of the game. <laughs> actually, that could happen. Yeah. I, 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 what the hell? Yeah. Um, hey, pay some college kid to just go sit in your car for a few hours. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, here, drop me off at the stadium. You're my Uber for now, and then go sit in your car. That's right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I look. The key word there, Sean, yeah. was cousins. Yeah. It, not Kirk Cousins, but his wife's cousin. Right. Once you open the door to Cousins and paying 300 bucks for Cousins and all that, then you're just all of a sudden you're working, you're working for your wife's distant relatives. No, 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 no. The Cousins don't, the, the Cousins don't get a free ride on this gravy train. And it's, by the way, I gotta guess, listen, uh, Dan Orlovsky is not making the same cash that Stephen A. is, no. nor has he ever, even as a player. Correct. So, uh, yeah, back off a little bit there, Stephen A. You can't be the guy making $10 million a year laughing at how cheap somebody is like, and, and showing that you're, you're completely unaware of how, how much $300 actually is. That's a lot of freaking money. Right, and Orlovsky's got grade school age triplets as well. As someone, yeah. who, as someone who basically had triplets myself, I had twins and then one 17 months later – Dude, the the bunching of the expenses as you move along through life, that ain't easy, man. Yeah. So yeah, I I or I thought Orlovsky's take on Carolina being the best landing spot for Brady was a whack take. I thought it was yeah. a horrible take. I defend Dan Orlovsky here with Stephen A. and Molly Karam rolling their eyes that he's cheap because he won't pay three hundred bucks for his wife's cousins to park at the NFC title game. His wife's cousins should be happy they're even allowed at Thanksgiving. Yes, uh, frankly, I'm sick of these freeloaders That's right. coming down in their stupid broken down RV, probably parking it at Orlovsky's townhouse and trying to uh, trying to get every damn thing for free all weekend long. No. I don't need I don't need Mrs. Orlovsky's cousins to to be ruining Dan Orlovsky's kids' college fund. That's right. That's right. Um, plus, Molly Karam is is she still married to Jalen Rose? No, they're they're not oh. together anymore. Okay. Not that I track these things closely. It was a fairly public divorce. I'm guessing Jalen Rose had a had a prenup. Oh yeah, I don't know. And he got, He's got he a lot of money. Most of his money before they were married. So made a lot of money in the NBA for a guy who I don't think ever made an All Star team. I got to go but look they, that up. How much? Did but Jay they didn't get married until after he was out of the NBA. Oh yeah, right? well after but, they met. So it's at not ESPN. like she does. She doesn't automatically get half. I'm guessing right. that she's she needs to be a little bit more careful because she's not making Stephen A. money either. That's right. <laughs> so you can't be spring. You can't be spending Orlovsky's money. Yeah. Uh, like three hundred dollars is no big deal, Molly Karam. Pocket watcher, Molly Karam. Yeah. All right. Uh, into the seven o'clock hour we go. The Astros have a new GM. His name is. Dan Dana Brown. What is the first order of business for Dana Brown? One MLB uh, network analyst weighs in as to what he should be prioritizing. We'll let you hear what it is next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.